No Matthew Barzal, no problem. The Islanders give a gutsy performance and come away with a 4-2 win in Pittsburgh. We'll explain how they did it and what the long-term prospects are for the team without Barzal in the lineup. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gil Martin here. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Wow, we've got a lot to get to after the Islanders' big 4-2 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. But first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, our email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name, and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it is always great to interact with fellow Islander fans game time or any time. So please do reach out on Twitter during games. Wow. A 4-2 win for the New York Islanders in Pittsburgh. And if you remember Friday on the show, we said two games against Pittsburgh one game against Boston in the middle. If you can at least win the two in regulation against Pittsburgh, you have done your job, and that's what the Islanders did. And they did it with a gutsy team performance that I have to say was impressive. It wasn't a complete game. There were plenty of issues, but this team stuck up for each other. This team held in there, hung tight, managed to get through a, a not-so-great first and second period, and then pulled away in the third period with three unanswered goals to get the win. And we got to start with this. How good was Ilya Sorokin? 44 saves in this game, facing 46 shots. He had faced 40 shots 
by the time the third period was just a couple of minutes old, and yet he kept the Islanders in the hockey game, made some spectacular saves, including one with the blocker that was just reminiscent of one of those outstanding saves he made last season that was considered the the save of the season. This one was at least as good, and it just, again, goes to show how good Ilya Sorokin is. When he's on his game, the Islanders can be outshot, the Islanders can be outplayed, and the Islanders can still find ways to win. But it wasn't just Sorokin alone, even though he, in my mind, by far stood out. How about Alexander Romanov? And I, I have been critical of Romanov for some of his defensive lapses, but boy, did he hustle and break up a puck that was sliding into an, a, a net behind Sorokin and pushed it away with a scramble going on in front of the net and all credit in the world to that outstanding play right there by Alexander Romanov. You know, again, he didn't figure in the scoring. Only played 16 minutes and 10 seconds, the least of any of the Islanders' six defensemen in this game. But he had four hits, one block shot, and technically, you know, a, a defenseman cannot make a save. But boy, was that a huge play. He showed hustle. He showed awareness. And he came up big for the Islanders when it mattered. And I am also going to say that the Islanders got important contributions from Arno Durando, who was making his NHL debut. And, you know, he came up to replace Matthew Barzal, who is now officially listed as week-to-week. Originally, the Islanders said he was out indefinitely, and we'll talk more about Barzi and his situation and what it means to the Islanders a little bit later on in the show. But here's a kid, 22 years old, making his NHL debut, and he was out there for 14 minutes and 9 seconds. He had four shots on goal, showed he wasn't afraid to shoot the puck, two hits, a blocked shot, a takeaway, and ended the game as a plus one. The thing I liked most about Durando, he did not seem intimidated at all. He seemed uh, confident, ready to shoot the puck, and the Islanders need more players who are not afraid to shoot the puck, especially if Barzal is going to be out for a while. And he really did play a solid, solid game. And it was good to see Lane Lambert reward Durando by giving him a, a shift on the second power play unit over the course of this game. So, you know, you, you, you're plugging in a new player. He's taking the place in the lineup of probably, you know, your most dangerous offensive weapon, certainly one of your top two or three in uh, Matthew Barzal, and he really did play a solid game. Now, obviously, this is one game. He has to keep it up over the long haul to prove he deserves to stay with the big club. But he made a very strong first impression. 
by the way he played in this game. And I got to give him credit for that. One uh, disappointing aspect of this game, however, in my mind, was the play of Simon Holmstrom. Holmstrom only played 8 minutes and 50 seconds. He was a minus 1, had a giveaway. He really, uh, he started the game on the top line uh, with Bo Horvat and... It just didn't work, and by the end of the first period after, you know, Holmstrom wasn't the only player at fault for the first goal by the Pittsburgh Penguins, by Jake Gunsel six minutes plus into this game, but he didn't pick up his man, uh, did not back check properly, just did not have a strong game, and I'll say this right now, uh, we need to see more from Simon Holmstrom. If there weren't so many injuries, if there, you know, you didn't have Pajot out of the lineup, Bailey out of the lineup, Barzal out of the lineup, if there were uh, Clutterbuck out of the lineup, if there weren't so many injuries right now, I would say that Holmstrom would be a candidate to head back down to Bridgeport. Right now, he's just a guy, and he really doesn't seem to be contributing a lot offensively, and if he's going to have defensive breakdowns like he did in the first period against Pittsburgh, he really has a limited value. We need to see smarter defensive play positionally, a little more hustle, and some kind of offense contributed by uh, Simon Holmstrom, or else he may end up losing his position on the team. 32 games, three goals, four points. Uh, that's not going to get it done over the long haul for the Islanders. We have got more to discuss on this episode. We'll have our unsung hero of the game, our goat of the game, and uh, some more key takeaways from this very impressive, gutsy win by the New York Islanders, including how they handled uh, a, a interesting scrum in the second period that I think really helped the Islanders in a lot of ways. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. And hey, you could even use your knowledge of the Islanders and put it to good use at FanDuel Check out the odds for Wednesday's game against Winnipeg. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, there was a scrum late in the second period in this game. Uh, the 17-15 minute of the second period, to be exact. 
and whole lot of penalty minutes assessed. All 10 players who were on the ice at that point kind of, you know, got at least two penalty minutes and deservedly so for everything that went down. I got to say this. Points to Ross Johnston for how he handled himself in this game. I have said a number of times on the podcast that this Islanders team doesn't stick up for each other enough. And I think the fact that Ross Johnston was out there on the ice in this game and happened to be out there on the ice during this scrum was very important for the Islanders. Johnston had 14 penalty minutes in this game, all of them coming during that scrum. He was only officially on the ice for four and a half minutes of the game. But the fact that he was out there and stuck up for his teammates was something that energized this team and helped them bond and and rally around each other. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think the Islanders come back in the third period if not for the way the scrum energized and helped this team bond. So, excuse me, to me, that was key. And you could say what you want about Ross the boss. Ross Johnston is limited as a hockey player. He doesn't have a lot of speed. He needs a little more time than some to change direction and to get off his shot. But he knows his role. He played it to a T in this game against Pittsburgh, and that's why I am going to make Ross Johnston the unsung hero of this game. I'm going to split it. I'm going to split it between Ross Johnston and Arno Durando, who played very well in a subtle kind of role in his first game, and Johnston, who just, you know, wasn't out there a lot, but when he was out there, he made it count. He played his role and got the job done. So, Those are the unsung heroes of the game. Holmstrom, to me, is going to end up as the goat of the game. Not that he played horribly, but he had a big chance in this game, starting on the top line, and really proved he wasn't ready for that task. And it's a good question as to whether or not Lane Lambert will give him another opportunity to be on that first line again. Now, uh, another player who I think quietly played well and would be my third choice for unsung hero, Sebastian Ajo, another guy I've been critical of. 20 minutes, 24 seconds of ice time. Did not figure in the scoring, but a plus three in this game. And to me, that was very important Two goals for Brock Nelson, including the empty netter at the end, and two helpers for Zach Parise. Bo Horvat, a very slow start in this game, but ended up with a goal and an assist. And, you know, the goal he scored from a bad angle, a pretty important one. And I got to say this, the Islanders were fortunate. Tristan Jarry with a big giveaway that made a big difference in what was eventually the game-winning goal for the Islanders in the third period. That one scored by Anders Lee. And the fact that Jarry, who had missed the last nine games, 
was rusty is another reason the Islanders were able to win this hockey game. Because if you look at it, the Penguins outplayed the Islanders certainly in the first two periods, not in the third. But the difference, the biggest single difference in this game was that Ilya Sorokin was that much better than Tristan Jarry. And as a result of that, the Islanders able to pick up two valuable points in the standings. And look, Pittsburgh still has all these games in hand on the Islanders, but boy, did they need the two points tonight if they're going to have any chance of somehow rallying and, and getting, you know, still fighting for a playoff spot down the stretch. And boy, you know, this is going to be a, a, a tough situation for the Islanders also want to shout out to Matt Martin and Hudson Fashing. They both hustled. They both made some good plays, and they both had an assist in this game. Again, as I said at the top, this was a total team effort. And, you know, let, let, me, let me call out one other player in this game on the Penguins, not just Tristan Jarry, who, you know, it's understandable after he missed nine games that he wasn't going to be strong. What's with Evgeny Malkin? I mean, a uh, couple of cheap shots in there, a couple of punches when, uh, you know, the, the linesman had some Islander players tied up, some facials in there. Malkin only picked up two penalties in this game. He was a minus two, but boy, some, some real questionable little dirty plays that he got away with because of his reputation and because he is a star, a superstar in this league, but uh, boy, uh, I did not like some of the things that he did in this game, and you know, the Islanders' best revenge is living well, you get the W, that's your best revenge, and one other uh, area that I think was important to the Islanders' win that doesn't get as much attention, face-offs, Bo Horvat, 16 face-off wins in 23 face-offs, Casey Sezikis winning 12 out of 17. Brock Nelson, 6 out of 11, but earlier in the game, he was winning a lot of face-offs and still above 50%. Overall, getting those face-off wins, especially in the defensive zone in this particular game, made a big difference for the New York Islanders, and it was important, you know, to give credit to Bo Horvat and Casey Sezikis for their excellent work in the face-off circle. The Islanders, uh, especially when you're down a couple of guys right now, you get some good face-off work, you start with possession of the puck, that is vital. And I'm going to say this, Brock Nelson, he had his point streak broken Saturday against the Bruins, but man, in the last... 14 games now. Brock Nelson has been a real difference maker for the Islanders, and I have to recognize the fact that he had another strong game and continues to be a catalyst for this inconsistent Islanders team. You know, a lot of these players are up and down. A lot of these players are having a lot of breakdowns, especially defensively. The offense is inconsistent. Well, over the last 14 games, one guy who's been consistent game in and game out 
has been Brock Nelson, and he deserves a lot of credit for that coming up big when the Islanders needed him to most. We have got more to get to on today's show. We'll break down the Matthew Barzal situation, what it means for the Islanders, plus uh, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day, all that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, our next partner as a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted one supplement that would meet all my nutritional needs. So with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of AG1 and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the news officially on Matthew Barzal. Originally, the Islanders announced that Barzi is out indefinitely. And then uh, a, an hour or so later, they come back and say, oh yeah, he's actually week to week, and we do anticipate that he could return for before the season is over if the Islanders need him to. And okay, that is certainly better than the original reaction. And you you have to think that it would be great to get Matthew Barzal back in the lineup come, let's say, early to mid-March, if that's what it's going to take. But I don't know whether or not it's going to be enough to help this team make the playoffs. Certainly losing your most dynamic player is not helpful if you're the New York Islanders. And look, here's here's what Anders Lee, the captain, had to say during the morning skate this morning. We have to find a way to fill those shoes. It'll be a tough one to fill, but we can do it. We have guys. Everyone step up, take a little bit more responsibility be good on the power play, and really just try to do what we have to do to have a great game tonight. Lane Lambert said about Barzal, he's a big piece of that power play. He's a big piece in bringing the puck into the zone. I talked over and over again about our zone entries being good, so we're going to have to find a way to manage that. Clearly, he said, it clearly, it's clearly a big hole for us in certain areas. It means other guys have to step up to the plate and create some abilities to contribute and make up for what we're missing with him. Winning this game in Pittsburgh makes it more difficult for the Islanders to see what is going to happen. Because, again, 
it is difficult to, for me to picture that this team can continue to win under these circumstances with no Pajot, no Bailey, no Clutterbuck, and obviously now no Barzal. It was a gutsy, gutsy win, and they raised their level of play in the third period especially, but right now, you look at the schedule, and we've talked about the schedule. The Islanders are almost certainly not going to have Matthew Barzal for the remaining four games before the trade deadline. That's Wednesday at home against Winnipeg, Friday at home against L.A., Sunday in Winnipeg, and Tuesday in Minnesota. Those are the four games the Islanders have to play, all of them against Western Conference teams. But those are the four games the Islanders have to play in order to keep themselves in position at the trade deadline. And I would say that they have to get at least five points, preferably six, in those four games to really have a a legitimate shot at the playoffs. Can they do that? I don't know. It is a tall order, to say the least. And losing Matthew Barzal for a team that already seems to lack consistency on offense is going to make it an even taller order. It makes me more inclined to say that the Islanders should be sellers at the deadline, trade away some of the guys who are on expiring contracts, try to get some draft picks, and try to get some prospects to restock the organization. But after a gutsy win like tonight, I know Lula Morello is not going to be thinking along those lines. We'll talk more about this on tomorrow's show. A lot to get to, but week to week, it's going to be tough for the Islanders to keep up with the other five teams that are fighting for those last two playoff spots without Matthew Barzal. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 29th birthday of a player every Islander fan just about was disappointed to lose, and that is former Islanders defenseman Devon Taves. Taves, a native of Abbotsford, B.C., fourth-round pick of the Islanders in 2014, three strong seasons at Quinnipiac University, and joined the Islanders in 2018-2019, was with the team for two seasons, and then was traded to free up cap space to the Colorado Avalanche, where he absolutely excelled. 57 points in 66 games last year for the Avs and had his Stanley Cup win. I, I think about some of, you know, a puck-moving defenseman, a guy who would really help with the transition game. And, you know, Devon Taves certainly fits that description. One of his better games as an Islander, January 18th of 2020, that game being played at the old barn, the Nassau Coliseum, and Devon Taves had a goal and two assists in that contest, but unfortunately, the Islanders fell 6-4, to four. but Devon Taves, uh, one of those guys the Islanders really wish they didn't have to trade away, but the cap sort of made it necessary. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. 
We will be back tomorrow. We'll have our weekly farm report. We'll have more on the Matthew Barzal situation and how it affects the Islanders heading into the trade deadline because, really, the next four games are going to be pivotal for this team as to where they go from here. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the win. It was a good one. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.